0: Hi Rachel. Hey Brian. So tell me, how
1: was your week? It was terrible. You know, in that movie Gravity, where George Clooney just kind of like gives up on life and <laughs> decides to float away into the atmosphere, and
0: he sort of leaves Sandra Bullock to also float away. She's <laughs> like tethered to the
1: spacecraft, and like she's like, no. Wait. So that was your week. I'm George Clooney in this situation. Yeah.
0: Well, it's the perfect setting for a podcast about <laughs> terrible things. This is this week in Nope, the podcast where we shut it down. <laughs> Okay Rachel so what's on tap for this week
1: So you know what we have not talked about in a while What haven't we talked about clocks <laughs> we have
0: not talked about clocks you know what else we haven't talked about in a while what? Rachel? synagogues
1: <laughs> well wow do we have a treat for you today we are gonna scratch
0: that itch for you
1: this week on nope we've got two well-known documentary filmmakers mike Silba and aaron wolf who made movies about those subjects Clocks and, and time and synagogues. synagogues and the
0: passage of time.
1: And they're sitting right here with us. Um we've muzzled them a little bit
0: maybe. <laughs> But they're gonna be uh coming around towards the end. They've got some notes and they're also gonna do there. well, there are yups. They're there gonna tell yups. us about these projects and um No
1: spoilers, but there are yups. There
0: are yups. That always happens with it. We have the best guests, you know. I don't know like we're far better than Oprah.
1: Oh my gosh, we're in a class by ourselves. We're like the Barbara
0: Walters of bad podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, we always like to start with an elephant in the room. Here's our elephant this week. Her name is Senator Elizabeth Warren from the great state of Massachusetts. Jesus
1: fucking Christ. She is
0: this liberal gadfly. She's one of the presumed frontrunners for the 2020 presidential election. And we all know the backstory here. She, at some point in her Harvard, she's a Harvard Law School professor. At some point, she ticked some box that said she had Native American heritage Donald Trump latched onto this, started calling her Pocahontas.
1: Which is so disgusting it's and disgusting offensive. It's disgusting
0: in so many ways. And he, in fact, challenged her and said, I will give a million dollars to your favorite charity if you can prove with DNA that you are actually Native American. So what do you do? You ignore it, right? Like Obama did with the birth certificate. For years and years, you ignore it.
1: The very fact that you engage with the argument means that Trump has won. You're you are validating it.
0: And of course, you think she's smarter than this. She validated. She went ahead and did like a fucking 23 and Me or something or Ancestry.com. And released the results. And released this... the results publicly. And it found out that she was somewhere between, <laughs> this is a pretty broad range, somewhere between 164th and one 1,024th Cherokee.
1: I mean... Okay,
0: which is actually less than the average American. <laughs> so, like, we, shtetl Jews from Eastern Europe, probably have more, more Cherokee than Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> but, of course, she, she releases these results publicly, and there is an outcry from every corner. Now, you would expect that Trump, of course, would sort of lash out at this, and he tweeted, but he dismissed, it as, she, he dismissed her as Pocahontas, parentheses, the bad version like as if there are versions. Is it's there like, like a, a multiverse. It's a multiverse. They're like atoms are splitting, and there's different Pocahontases, Pocahontai. But of course the <laughs> the most uh, the most surprising was the Cherokee Nation itself uh, repudiated oh, yeah. her and said we do not want you in our tribe in our nation. They of said indigenous Senator
1: Warren. They released a statement <laughs> saying Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Right.
0: Don't, and, nobody no nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. That's Trump's point. That's the problem. You're walking right into the trap. Lead
1: into a fist. Why don't you,
0: <laughs> Elizabeth? He's pushing on string. This is ridiculous, right? <laughs> so I mean, the thing that bugs me about what she said is she said, well, it doesn't matter what the DNA says because that is the truth that my mother told me and that is the truth of our family and we are telling our own truth. That implies that there's no truth. It's just what your mother told you. If your mother told you that the fucking moon was made of green cheese, is that your truth? No. No. Facts matter. Facts matter. And shame on you, Elizabeth Warren, for going up against Trump, who, uh, against everything you stand for, with a facts don't matter argument because it's bullshit.
1: It's bullshit. And you know what? I really can't stand all these people who are like, oh, look at the Democrats democrats they're ruining the midterms elizabeth warren's fucking stupid dna test has nothing to do with the midterms. no it's well not she's gonna, not running it's not gonna change anything and
0: it's not like all the One democratic way candidates another. are running around getting dna tests to like show their cherokee provenance
1: right but now like all these democrats are like soul searching like oh we really screwed it up now with this elizabeth warren dna test well, like, it also
0: brings to the whole the front the meme of like the politics of identity and so forth because now you need to get a dna test to prove your identity and what does identity really mean in the last thing we need to be doing is having a
2: discussion about that again.
1: I am very uncomfortable with our elected officials taking DNA tests to prove their <laughs> genetic a, history
2: <laughs> I think there's one bright side to this conversation Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you just came up with the word Pocahontas—it Well, like, not from a Latinate. Poca- it is
0: not from a Latinate root. It's like octopus, one of my favorite sea creature that is from a Greek root. So it's not octopi, it's octopuses. Okay. Octopussy, if you're in 007 land. But yes, poca- Pocahontas. No. Elizabeth Warren, stick to your liberal, gadfly, socialist provocations. Just enough. You have enough to say. You don't have to resort to this and take the bait. Okay. There are better candidates out there. Oh, good. There are better candidates. There are so many exciting congressional races out there, and any one of them could tip the balance in this next Congress.
1: Each one is its own like self-contained drama. They're each
0: more important than the last. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the Virginia 10th Congressional District, where there is a fantastic uh, upstart woman running... Uh, a Democrat named Jennifer Wexton with an X in the middle. Okay. Um, we've had a lot of Virginia Congressional... Yes, we of, about We <laughs> have James Wigglesworth <laughs> and <laughs> there's... <laughs> Is he a uh, Harry Potter character? <laughs> no, he uh, no. he's a Yeti. He's on the Yeti party. Right,
1: on the, <laughs> right. he <laughs> believes in the abominable snow snowman. No, man, that's right. But
0: this is Jennifer Wexton, <laughs> who is trying to unseat the incumbent Republican named Barbara Comstock. Oh, and yeah. it turned out that there's... So, so now there's all these Facebook regulations on how you can advertise politically on Facebook, but then now all these workarounds and loopholes, and this is a story of one of those. So there's a page that's anti-Jennifer Wexton, and it's called Wacky Wexton Knot. It's like Wacky Wexton Knot, like Wayne's World, not.
1: Oh, OK. So okay not, I thought it was like, like not like a like, like a, a like
0: Gordian a Gordian not. <laughs> go- no, maybe also. Right. <laughs> so um, so ads, very strange ads were showing up on the wacky Wexton Knot page um, where it calls Wexton <laughs> an evil socialist. They show her next to Nazi soldiers. They call her supporters modern day brown shirts. So who placed these ads? Well, part of the reforms that Facebook had is that you have to show who it's paid for by, right? They validate it and it's paid for by. So this is what it says it's paid for by. Paid for by a freedom-loving American citizen exercising my natural law right, protected by the First Amendment and protected by the Second Amendment.
1: That's all they have to identify? That's the organization.
0: (laughs) That's, That's who paid for this ad. That thing.
1: Okay, Facebook, that is not transparent enough. The crazy
0: thing is Facebook knows who this is, but they are under no obligation to release it, so they are not releasing it. So Facebook knows who this is, so here's the loophole. Uh, I should mention, just to fairness, the Republican candidate distanced themselves, said they had no idea what this was. Sure. It's like the Cuomo, okay. be a Nixon thing, yeah. right? Um, but Facebook knows who it is, but there's a loophole that they use. That's buyers of these ads are able to fill in the, quote, paid by" paid for by field with whatever they want. Even if it doesn't match the name of a Facebook user or a Facebook page or an organization that's of registered what by use the federal... is this
1: new law? Right, you can just
0: like, put, like...
1: Paid for by
0: Howdy Duty. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. You could do anything. That
1: that rule is like worse than having no rules at all.
0: That's right. I mean, say what you want about all the trollers, but they operate under their actual name, right? You yeah. know who like these horrible people are. But but how what a low blow. I mean, I guess having a page called Wacky Wexton Not is fine. <laughs> Putting pictures of her as a Nazi is not fine. And then advertising with that that. Disclaimer is fucking ridiculous. But are
1: they saying she's not wacky? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, it's
0: like a triple negative. It's a triple negative, it's quadruple negative. (laughs) Third person. Plural. It's
1: very confusing.
0: <laughs> it's like a Latin quid? This is this is a terrible thing. So um, I encourage everybody to go to the Wacky Wexton Not paid. We'll know, link the, to
1: it in the show. notes. We'll link notes.
0: to it in the show notes under duress and
1: show your support for
0: <laughs> again for for uh, what's her Jennifer Wexton, the real Democrat, the someone who deserves to unseat Republican Barbara Comstock. Wacky Wexton not.
1: Nope. Nope. Shut, Shut it, it down. down. But wait, Brian, I have some breaking news. <laughs> I
0: love breaking news. It's, it it's happens. It's a nope from, from update. <laughs> so
1: um, remember a few weeks ago, we talked about a candidate, a Republican candidate named Dennis Hoff.
0: Oh, he was the pimp. He was the guy who ran the the whorehouse, the bunny ranch.
1: The bunny ranch. And now he, he's running
0: for office. Yeah, he of was course. running
1: for the Nevada State Assembly. And he
0: was like, I'm the Trump of prostitution running for office Right.
1: Guy. And he wrote a book like The Art of the Pimp or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead? <laughs> he's he de- died? He died. I did not hear this. He he went out in a blaze of glory, Brian. So <laughs> As he, we all should. <laughs> he died in his sleep in the hours after a celebration that featured pornography star Ron Jeremy.
0: Like the seventies, like guy yes. with the two foot.
1: The hedgehog, the hedgehog, (laughs) Um, former Arizona sheriff Joe Arpaio, no, and
0: pardoned by Donald Trump,
1: pardoned by Donald Trump, and you're never going to guess who the third person, the third luminary at this event was.
0: I got (laughs) a Maya Angelou, (laughs) Nelson Mandela. Who was there?
1: <laughs> the well-known anti-tax activist, Grover Norquist. <laughs> Only the best people. He did at the this contract
0: party. with America. He's like a Harvard graduate. He's like an intellectual. he's a Harvard crime Crimson ed. crime head. <laughs> yes, thank you. Exactly. Um so he was they were all at this like whorehouse at party. The Bunny
1: Ranch. Oh my
0: god. And then yes, he died. So it was he OD'd, obviously. Listen,
1: he had he lived his best life. <laughs> He Be being best. Then,
0: he was being he best. Was being
1: best, and then he was being dead. Okay.
0: So, so that's your update.
1: So that's my eulogy.
0: Okay. Well, I only have two words. Good riddance.
1: Okay. Sorry, Dennis Hoff. No. Shut it down. Next. All right. So I want to talk about the New York Times real estate section. Oh, I love it. So, you know, sometimes it's just about real estate. Sometimes there's a big reveal. <laughs> okay. And sometimes that reveal comes too late. And this was a piece <laughs> <laughs> like for what? <laughs> it should have to, re- been...
0: <laughs> to retain your interest as you're reading the long boring story about condo about, boards that right. won't let you like have a
1: Right. You're pet- like, "What are you doing? This should have been the topic of the whole story." Okay. You know? So there's this couple and they're looking for their apartment in New York. Oh, so they're, they're from gonna San bury Francisco. The lead. And they want to move to New York because they come here for business trips. They both work get Facebook, and they're looking for a dog-friendly home. They've got a French bulldog. Um, named board already, I just fell
0: asleep. It's yeah. Sunday morning. I moved now, on to horrible. like thinking of living in Islip.
1: It's it's horrible. And so they finally find their dream home at a building called EVGB, which the acronym it's an East Village building oh. that's supposed to be like CBGB. I mean, these are like the oh worst. no,
0: that was on Million Dollar Listing New York. That's okay. filming
2: in this building soon.
1: Oh yes, la di da. It also <laughs> sounds
2: like another porn name. Yes,
1: <laughs> right, right. So the so they chose this seventy six hundred dollar a month two bedroom two bathroom apartment with walk in closets. And then it says, as conservationists, they decorated almost exclusively with secondhand furniture. The large closets, the biggest I've had in my life, Miss Sinclair said, had enough storage space for the craft materials she uses for her feminist tableware line, (laughs) 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 oddtitties.us. Okay. So they had a link.
0: Wait, wait, I have so many questions. Feminist tableware, odd, like peculiar odd? Odd titties. Odd titties. Or like the odd titty. Like, oh, I just... Odd, odd sort of like titty. oddities okay. but odd titties. Oh that's clever.
1: So I click on the link and there are <laughs> Of course you do. There <laughs> are bowls, which are boob bowls which oh are bowls god. with like pictures Isn't of boobs on them. Is that a chemistry that. thing
0: a bool or that's a jewel?
1: It's a jewel. Okay. <laughs> a bool I don't I don't know what a bool is.
0: <laughs> it's a thing.
1: And but... then there's a section called Vag china.
0: Oh god. And there's oh. like
1: this $40 truffle butter dish. <laughs> Wait, with a vulva my- on it.
0: Wait, notwithstanding the vulva, who needs a fucking truffle? Is, is a truffle butter dish different from a butter dish?
1: Exactly my point. <laughs> ah, the problem
0: is not the vulva. The right. vulva is a secondary or tertiary problem with this china.
1: <laughs> who <laughs> buys a truffle <laughs> butter dish? Only a garbage monster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: after, hear, after hearing this, is there any way to just subscribe to the real estate section of the New York Times? Okay. <laughs> I think you can incredible. get it online
0: for just a ninety nine a week. Perfect. Okay. Plus the
2: crossword puzzle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... So, you know what? Kendra Sinclair and Jared Vengren, go back to San Francisco. No, this
0: is not for you in New York. This is not the city for you.
1: No, we, we don't want truffle butter dishes. <laughs> we don't want These EVGB. You people who come here
0: with their fakakta ideas from elsewhere in the com- country that would never even make it here. Like, I don't know, let's start a podcast studio that has a community. Yeah, we tried recording in your podcast studio. You fucked up our you podcast. You couldn't
1: even create a podcast. Because, uh,
0: you had one job, exactly, and I you couldn't even do that. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> well, among our finest episodes. <laughs> you can barely understand us. Um, So these people are terrible. So are you going to buy some Vag China? (laughs)
1: I'm not. I'm not. But, uh, you know, their marketing thing is by bringing the female form straight to the dinner table in subtle and not so subtle ways, Kendra hopes to inspire more conversation, more education and more empathy.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's the conversation at that dinner at that dinner party? Will you please pass the truffle butter butter dish? Oh, what is this on here? A vulva. Do, we, do you have a vulva? <laughs> I ha- yes, I have a vulva. How does yours feel? Oh, very vulvish. <laughs> like, what
1: What conversation? No, not like no inspired- we don't
0: need to have a conversation about everything, and you certainly don't need to You don't know, need to be fucking- so literal, no. okay,
1: Kendra? Calm no. down. Try-
0: Kendra, shut it down. I don't want to hear from you. Go crawl back in your San Francisco fucking...
1: <laughs> Go back with Pac-Man. <laughs> I know I'm just
0: a guest, but I
2: bought a set of eight right now.
0: <laughs> online. Yeah, online. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of the... <laughs> buying things online Uh, do you know the brand Allbirds
1: yes I own a pair
0: oh really do you like them
1: Yeah, they're comfortable. Okay,
0: their shoes are one of these million new brands of shoes, uh, of uh, products you see advertised on the subway or wherever, that they're you know surpassing all the old brands that your parents used, and this is the new kind of shoes that you have. And they claim to make the world's most comfortable shoes, and they're opening up stores. It was founded in New Zealand. It's now in, oh, I don't know, San Francisco is their headquarters, of course. Right. Um, And their sort of North Star, as they call it, is Echo Sustainability. Their shoes are made of wool, but now they're expanding. They now have flip-flops made of shoes sugar cane. They have (laughs) eucalyptus-made shoes. (laughs) Because who among us does not want our shoes to smell like eucalyptus? Um, And of course, this thing is all the rage in the startup community. That's where I live and breathe and Make my living and they just raised fifty million dollars in venture capital, which is not chopped liver, and they are valued at over one billion dollars based on that.
1: Like one point four billion. One point
0: is- four billion dollars. Well, I said one over one billion. I know,
1: but that one point four is like a lot over one okay, billion
0: dollars. Okay, well congratulations for the exactitude. <laughs> 1.4 billion. <laughs> okay. And that is all well and good. But here is where things go awry, where things go off the rails. And you know what what is our theme? Our theme is Stay in your lane. Be
1: proud of who you are. Be proud
0: of who you are. Do one thing and do it right. They are the world's best, most comfortable shoes. It's in their credo. Right. However, this is the quote that we got from Joey Zwillinger, the CEO of <laughs> Albert's. He claims We never even thought of ourselves as a shoe company because they're going to become a lifestyle brand. Like everyone else,
1: God forbid you You just fucking sell sell the the world. That's not enough to sell the
0: world's best shoes.
1: Okay, but you go to the Allbirds website, (laughs) and all that's there. (laughs) Shoes. So well, if they're not, if they never thought of themselves as a shoe company, I'm sorry to and disappoint you, you I don't believe what he a says shoe we
0: never, ever thought of ourselves as a shoe company. Like, okay, that never crossed your mind never... when you started as a shoe company and operated for <laughs> two and a half years as a shoe company? This you're like, time... what kind of company are you? Oh, I don't know how to define it. It's very vague. Hot. It's sort of all incompetent. They all thought incompan- they were making hats right. this entire time. We're an entire lifestyle. No, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be a shoe company, there's something to be ashamed of. You have a billion dollar 1.4 billion dollar shoe company. Be
1: proud of that. Do you think though that they got the 1.4 billion dollar valuation because they said that they're not a shoe company? Is that what we are to believe? Of course. What do you think people invest
0: in? They don't invest in just shoes. You have to like you have, have, have world, like a unicorn world conquest vision. All
1: right. Venture capitalists, you need to just chill out. <laughs> Embrace the products you're investing in. Stop forcing these entrepreneurs to come up with these like cockamamie just excuses let people make for money. being. Let just, them make money. Let they're going to be if, if they really have the money. world's most
0: comfortable shoes. They're going to be minting money soon enough. They're going to own the shoe industry, and that should be more than enough money for everybody. To go around, all birds. Nope. nope, Shut, shut it, it down. down. Oh, shut all the other. stuff. I keep selling the shoes. I hear they're okay. They're, Just they're Shut comfy. everything else down. Shut everything else down. Okay, Rachel, all what right. do you got?
1: So we've talked a lot about the New York subway system. Oh, yeah,
0: I went down that one time, and there was only one guy like upstate who knew how to reset it, named Miguel. Miguel, and he was taking a nap. <laughs> and the
1: subways, the, the, all they of they couldn't reach him. They
0: couldn't reach him, so all of the they couldn't uh,
1: reboot any of the systems. That's yeah. right.
0: That's right. So something's happening now.
1: So I mean, today, like the one train shut down. It's it's a nightmare. Oh, every I couldn't day. Even
0: take the six. It was like major disruption. And and not just like signal problems, like forgive all of our non-New York listeners, but you get the gist. The New York subway is both amazing and horrible at the same time.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's mostly horrible. It. <laughs> it's mostly... So I mean, it is,
0: like, enormous and does eventually get you there. It just takes a long time.
1: It takes a lot longer. Yeah. And you may have to sit there for half an hour. So, Perhaps you know, someone... like, Cynthia Nixon ran a primary challenge against Andrew Cuomo basically on this one issue, and I it was prepared work. to vote for her because of it. So the MTA, which is the Metropolitan Transit Authority, operates the New York City subway. They announced this week that they are going to be hosting a haunted subway this oh. month. Month to honor halloween with a little help from the new york police department's transit unit as if they, they have nothing they better have to nothing do better, either than the, the npa or
0: the nypd have nothing better to do
1: make the you have one job make the fucking
0: trains make you, run. Make run make people not die on the train which they do all the time make people not fall on the tracks get me to work on time get they're Miguel gonna have a, a fucking haunted home. house
1: they're gonna have a haunted they're gonna make house.
0: house
2: you know what's not a good idea that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a, a
2: terrible idea. idea. It's, it's terrible. a terrible what, what idea. What else do you know
0: about this? Yeah, what's going to so, actually happen? So
1: it was announced on Twitter this week, and they said they have been brewing up something special for their first annual haunted subway. Okay. So I love when
0: people say something when it's having the first time it's the first annual. They're assuming it's going to be successful enough that they're going to do it again.
1: Don't do it again. Don't do it this time. <laughs> okay, okay. What's going to happen? Okay. So at uh, Union Square, um, on October 18th and 19th. Which is
0: the day this is being which is, released. Yes. Which, by the way, is two weeks before Halloween, so very timely. Well it's, done. Well done, have, Only Miguel has the only calendar Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. MTA.
1: Slightly off. So it's family-friendly, and there's going to be... What does ghoul- that mean?
0: There's no porn
1: in it? I don't know. There's going to be, like, ghouls and fright-fest freaks. Like Adam Driver? I, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to be, like, creeping on people. So... I just say subway, stay in your lane. Yeah, literally, stay literally, in stay on track.
0: But what is, some, is there? Some corporate sponsor? Because usually when they do this, there's some financial motivation. They're just like trying to have a jolly good time for morale's sake. They're just like, like school going it alone.
1: They're like, what can we do with the subway? And <laughs> this is like this is like
0: a, they did an offsite and they had a brainstorming session. They're like, what like do a
1: hackathon. <laughs> they're like, what can we do to make the subway delightful? How about a scaring the
0: shit out of children in there. No, no, shut it down. Subway, just get me to where I need to go in less than an hour and we'll be fine. Nope, nope, shut it down. Okay, Rachel, I have one more New York City story. One of the things we love about living in New York City is you see all the celebrities.
1: They're around. They're just out and about. Just
0: at, like wild. They're in the wild. They're feral. Just today I saw Sandra Bernhard in the Union Square Farmers Market.
1: Wow, yesterday I saw uh, Matthew Broderick outside of Dig In. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody loves Dig In, even yeah. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> celebrities are just <laughs> like us. Well, apparently there was a big scandal because Daniel Craig was spotted. 007, who doesn't love Daniel Craig, right? He was walking around with his adorable, wonderful... Month-old daughter, and he was wearing her in one of those like baby bjorn papooses? Like where it's like in front of yeah, adorable, right? Well, of course, no good deed goes unpunished. Who should chime in on Twitter against this but the repulsive fucking garbage monster Piers Morgan? Oh, of course. Protege of Donald Trump, right? Apprentice winning won the apprentice, right? So of course he's uh He's just horrible. The finest moral character, really. Um so he tweets. Oh, 007, not you as well, hashtag emasculated bond. Yeah.
1: Oh. So
0: not you as well implies that this is something that's been like eating at him, like men wearing the baby papooses. Like,
1: like men taking care take, of their children. Yeah.
0: That's right, exactly. So th- this prompted a huge backlash. There's now a, basically like a Me Too movement for baby papooses. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: So Chris Evans tweeted you really have to be so uncertain of your own masculinity to concern yourself with how another man carries his child. UFC fighter Alex Volkanovsky, uh, who whose name I have never heard he's before. A sea
1: fighter? <laughs> what is no. a sea fighter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> said that he's a proud user. He tweeted a picture of himself, Chris Hemsworth has pictures of himself, oh. I don't even know if he has kids, but like he they're does. all they're all rallying around. Um so uh, Morgan, Piers Morgan, who has four children, and they're ranging in age from six to 25. Oh, there's a story. Um, <laughs> six, six to 25. He claims to have never employed assistants carrying contraptions of any sort. Saying that his quote, protective paternal arms were sufficient.
1: They never wanted to be near him. <laughs> They're like staring they gross old
0: man. Gross. So he made this case on Good Day Britain, which is like the today show of, of England. Um, and after he made his case, which was this vile case, they brought out, like as a reveal, Father Matt and baby Elsie. And Elsie was in the papoose, and Matt was so proud of his baby, and they were, they were snuggled up, and it was very warm. And Piers Morgan chimes in and says, um, he doesn't look fantastic. Even the baby looks embarrassed. Oh, it's a girl? Elsie is quite a big baby. She's only one baby? That looks to me like heavy duty. So he's fat-shaming a fucking baby in okay. a papoose.
1: This he guy, shouldn't be allowed to talk. He should, he should be
0: muzzled. He should, <laughs> he should be in a Hannibal Lecter mask. Why is
1: he even exiled to Elba. Given a platform to speak.
0: Because Twitter gives everybody a platform, and whoever can say the most outrageous thing on Twitter gets to go beyond Good Day Britain.
1: I'm just sick of him. I'm I'm sick of when he shamed um what's her name, Susan Sarandon for wearing a bra? To- <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: He has you- outlived his usefulness yeah. if he ever had any. He used to be Larry King who was also abominable because he also went and did a talk show on RT, the Russian propaganda outlet. Oh, right. Right, so this is a whole cohort of people who should just be fucking go into a Thai cave and be buried and, and fucking Muzzled. drowned by the, by the incoming the Just never again. <laughs> okay, no, no. no. Piers Morgan. Go papooses. Those are awesome. I Let's love, uh yeah. So yeah. no to papoose shaming. Shut it down. No. No. Rachel, you have one one other little So before postscript?
1: we um, introduce our guests, um, one last thing that has to be noted is the Lindsay continuation of the Lindsay revolt. We've had a
0: lot of Lindsays on this podcast in the last few weeks. Yeah,
1: we talked about Lindsey Graham's histrionics at the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. We talked about how Lindsay Lohan got punched in the face by a Syrian refugee after pretending to be an Arab man. (laughs) Um, So it was only a matter of time until the remaining Lindsay in the trifecta... I can't even think
0: of another Lindsay. Who's another Lindsay? He
1: activated from his sleeper cell Lindsay Buckingham. (laughs) A A Fleetwood Mac? (laughs) A Fleetwood Mac. So Fleetwood Mac guitarist Lindsay Buckingham, he this week he sued his longtime bandmates.
0: Like Stevie Nicks including and Christine Ex-lover McVie and John Stevie McVie. Nicks.
1: In Los Angeles I'm Superior shocked Court, I know that.
0: That's how old I am. Yeah, and
1: you sued them for a breach of fiduciary duty, breach of oral contract, and intentional interference with prospective economic advantage.
0: Lindsey Buckingham has prospective economic advantages. Well, so he seems sort of like said. Well, what ha- <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. Well, what happened is they fired him back oh. in April. From what? From like from the, the rump band Fleetwood Mac? From the band? Like what are their prospects? Well, they went on an arena tour <laughs> that that Lindsey Buckingham says would have earned him fourteen million dollars. Okay. these are I, just
0: I, rumors. I would I would <laughs> right. imagine I would imagine that Fleetwood Mac does get a lot from their like legacy acts they tour, and everyone wants to. see I would go pay. I would I them. would go
1: see them. Yep. But but it's always like crazy what starts these fights. You wonder like what set off the. Feud this time. <laughs> like, did so,
0: Stevie Nicks, like, I don't know, text him? Or? So
1: th- I'm going to tell you yeah, what happened. Okay, so, yes. so in January, they played their final show together, what was to be their final show. And it was a Music Cares benefit concert honoring the band. and we all care. We during all care. the concert... <laughs> Buckingham apparently smirked while Stevie <laughs> Nicks was giving a slightly long-winded speech. And then Stevie Nicks said she'll never share the stage with him again. And he was replaced. He was summarily replaced by two guitarists, crowded house frontman Neil Finn. Very talented, and, actually. <laughs> yeah, and longtime Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers anchor Mike Campbell. Yeah, so he... Notwithstanding
0: the replacement, that's a ridiculous story <laughs> and a ridiculous reason to, to replace someone you've been probably recording with for 45 years. So. And they
2: slept together for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they all slept with each other. This is the whole rumor story. It's this is
2: just a, this is an
0: exactly appropriate, you know, c- conclusion if it is the conclusion to the entire Fleetwood Mac saga, whoever makes the biopic in the end is going to have, you know, yet another segment. To, yeah, to...
1: well, so they all came out together in September. This is what set Lindsey Buckingham over the edge, because we know what set Stevie <laughs> Nicks over the edge. Now, so they all the new band without Lindsey Buckingham came out on the Ellen show and played The Chain, which is a song from <laughs> the Rumors break the chain. album. Never break yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's about ex-lovers who fucking despise each other, but nevertheless are linked together we on the blockchain. We would be disappointed blockchain. if they
0: did not. <laughs> They're on the blockchain. <laughs> we would Back is now on the blockchain. No. 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 The only good thing to come at this is that when Rachel and I were discussing this news item, which we, which we did discuss, we learned something very interesting about each other, and it's a common theme that's happened. So yes. w- when Aretha Franklin tragically died, we were sharing notes about Aretha Franklin. And we realized that our secretly, our favorite song, mutual best song is, was, was, I Knew You Were a, Waiting For was Me. Was I Knew You Were Waiting For Me, which is far from her best known or her most <laughs> famous song, Duet With George Michael, perhaps the finest duet ever sung in American recording history. <laughs> right. right. And then we started talking about Fleetwood Mac, and we realized that our mutual favorite song of Fleetwood Mac is Tusk, Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll probably play in the outro. So who doesn't love a good Tusk? Who doesn't love a good USC Trojan marching oh, band? I,
1: I love, I mean, it's just a great song. It's a great it's song. It's got a great beat. But you know what, Lindsay Buckingham, you do not smirk at Stevie Nicks, no matter how long Dude, or so her long is. Stevie Nicks was on stages.
0: American Horror Story this season. She was fabulous. No, a, no, Lindsay Buckingham, get in your lane. No, get in your lane. No, in your in lane. Your lane. She's a guitar. sorceress.
1: Right. She's a giant of the <laughs> stage and screen. She She's will smite you. She's our finest living actress. She's our finest living actress <laughs> and singer. <laughs> she will smite you with her wrath and you should just be happy that Flute Mac ever had you in the first place and replaced you with two, not one guitarists. So, so just be happy with that. And, Lindsay and shut go, it Lindsay, down. No. Another
0: Lindsay. Third of, third of the uh, long line of Lindsay's. Okay, Okay, we are going to go to uh, guest nope now.
1: Yes. So, I, I would like to reintroduce Mike Sulba who told me a story that happened this week. Um a little bit about it and I thought this would be a really appropriate topic cuz we're all looking for something to make ourselves feel better during yes. this
3: Yes. Uh well, thank you for having me on the show <laughs> and um here's my big nope. So, um as you know, um Rachel, my wife, Shelby, um, she likes to smoke marijuana on occasion. Oh, shocked. Shelby yes. Siegel. Shocked. Yeah, yes.
1: Amazing, Emmy-winning so editor. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. Um, at any rate, um, so she keeps her stash in our walk-in closet, and um, I entered that closet, and I noticed a, a um, prescription pill bottle, you know, and it was uh, uh, filled with uh, this beautiful-looking dense dark brownish green bud. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, you've, <laughs> never, you've never seen this. And, it, and not only that, it was it was laced with like, well, not literally laced, but it had these like really, sh- you know, uh, shiny crystals on there. So it looked so
1: like the dankest, the dankest buds like, you've you know, ever seen.
3: Um, you know, with hydroponics. I actually don't know what that means. Dankest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. so wet? Uh, Does it mean wet?
1: It just means like good okay. quality. Good, it's good. It's, it's slang. It's good weed marijuana. Slang.
3: Okay, yeah. good, it's good, good. Okay, <laughs> right. It's organic. Um, and so I'm like, uh, w- wow, you know. And I don't even smoke marijuana anymore, quite frankly. But uh, I do appreciate. We don't uh, judge. We don't judge. the finer yeah. things in life, I like. No. And um, so I popped open the cap and I. And um, you I just was, wanted to smell it. You just to wanted to take it, it in. Take <laughs> it in. Give it a giant hug. Um, and so I stuck my literally stuck my nose in there and took a <laughs> giant whiff. And uh, so it turns out it was not marijuana. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. Wow, no it, it, was, uh, it was my cat's stool sample. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yes. so many questions. Yes. Why did you have your cat's stool sample? Well, that's a good, good, good question. <laughs> uh, so we, we had just uh, got a new cat. Our old cat had died at the age of 21 or 22.
1: It was the oldest living cat in America. It was, it was <laughs> the <laughs> Methuselah
3: of cats. Yeah, wonderful cat, wonderful cat. And so we got this new kitten. And, you know, you have to do all these tests on, on these new an- these animals, make sure they don't have worms or whatever whatever it is. So uh, Shelby had uh, taken um, uh, the cat shit out of the litter box uh, and put it in the the, the container that uh, was given to her by the vet, and, just and left the crystals. It. By the way, <laughs> what were these crystals? It was the <laughs> kitty litter. Uh, they're, they're, right. what
0: did right. you think it was like crystal well, I don't there know. You know crystal meth no, 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 is crystal meth no. actual, crystals?
1: No, <laughs> actual crystals no the marijuana on the buds they, it grows oh, like it grows crystals. crystals
0: this is just how
3: much I know I know you know, know it's anything.
0: extra dank when
3: it has uh, it, it like has okay, THC crystals I'm opting and out of crystal. this conversation because yeah, I don't know I'm not sophisticated enough it kind of glitters in the light enough. just right yeah. okay. so it all came together so no you
0: should not be if you have to take a stool sample from your cat for very for very legitimate health reasons do not keep it in a prescription box do not put it in your walk-in closet and if you do Tell your husband so he doesn't sniff it. Thank you. And I, you know, ugh.
2: <laughs> okay, no, <Nope>. shut <laughs> it, down. it down. No, what it should not look like weed.
0: No, no, that's either bad weed or really good kitty shit. <laughs>
2: that's really Okay, terrible. Aaron, do you have a do you have a note for us? Well, yes, I have a note. Um, I have this. I have a. I've been touring around with a film, restoring tomorrow, and I do a lot of Q and As. And in the Q and As, people ask questions. And everyone goes... The That's sort of events. implicit with the
0: Q&A. And, and a question, answer, <laughs> answer right.
2: Right, question. So it's a question and an answer. Very simple. And people go, people in the audience are there to ask questions, and then I'm giving answers. What I, what I can't stand, but I've figured a way around it, is when you, when you raise your hand, <laughs> you don't... You, the, the idea isn't for you to then tell a story. And if you're in the (laughs) audience and you're you're a- asking a question. Don't then tell a personal Does story. Everyone just wants for... to be heard. They don't care about the Which, format. And, and you know what? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> and then you go hold your own Q&A for other people <laughs> and, and then your, they can come. In your living room. In your living room and have your friends over and have a hundred people come over. And then they can they can ask you tons of questions and you can give tons of answers. And and uh, I've had it, it more and more happen where people just feel that they raise their hand and then they say I have a question, but first. And when I hear but first, I know, uh-oh. 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 No. I have to figure out really quickly where I have to say, nope. Nope, you have to. stop. Okay, well, there's the answer. That's there's the your
0: answer. answer. You, you don't say. Know, shut just, it down. We we had this figured out a year ago when we started this podcast. Just say no. Nope.
1: I'm glad nope, you brought this up because this is something I noticed at film festivals, and I feel like it's probably only becoming more of an epidemic as people feel more of a need to share. Well, everything it's, a, it's that's the, in the social media economy. Yeah. You,
0: you know, it just has to be about you. You can't just respond. You can only respond to something. Like I hate those people when like someone dies, everyone has to chime in, and it's about you. Right. It's like that time that. That I did something, or you haven't thought of someone who died in like a million years, and then you have to say they changed my life.
1: No, it's not about you. Right, it's about them. It's I mean, to be honest,
2: I gotta, I gotta be honest. I like doing that. I love making any celebrity death about myself. But in q and A, Q&A, can you just you know make it about the, you? Make it about right. me. Yeah, <laughs> basically, my my point, and you know, I'm a guest here. It's it's always about me. And and
0: you're kind of making it about you
2: right now. No, shut it down. Note myself.
0: Aaron right, shut it no, down. No, 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 but we're no, gonna no. move. We're going to move to our yups. This is where the delightful portion of the podcast, usually Rachel and I have topics, but with two such talented documentary filmmakers. I mean,
1: it's a documentary spectacular. And I feel like, Brian, documentaries have everything we need as like the antidote to what ails us right now.
0: It goes deep. It tells stories, but they're rooted in the truth, which we need more and more of, not based on fake things. No. It's people who spend years... On a topic, going deep to find...
1: Going the, deep. The... Fuck this snackable content. This is we want snackable. documentaries. It's not snackable. It's a full meal.
0: It's a full meal. you <laughs> got to commit to sitting in a fucking room or even in front of Netflix for 90 minutes and like deal with
3: it. And
1: deal with it. Take it in. So, um, so Mike, do you want to talk about your project first? And... Y-
3: yes, I'd love to. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, currently producing and directing a uh, feature-length documentary, and it's entitled Keeper of Time. And it explores the history of horology that is timekeeping um, from essentially the dawn of human civilization um, You know, through just looking up at the stars and the sun to sundials, water clocks, uh, mechanical watches and clocks, all the way up to atomic clocks that uh, run our modern world today. Um, it also has a focus on mechanical watchmaking and will also be exploring... The very concept of time itself. So
0: that's, yes.
3: that's in a nutshell. And uh, we've been shooting, I've been shooting uh, since February. And currently, we are going to expand shooting into Europe um, and uh, have a Kickstarter campaign, crowdfunding campaign going on We'll right link to now. it in the show notes. Yep, Thanks. yes. So uh, that's it. So this
0: is important because I'm really fascinated that you said you go all the way back in time to when the first concept of watching the stars, presumably, sure. and trying to mark the the passage of time with the stars, to the current day when our president doesn't acknowledge the concept of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it's not settled science. There's two sides to it, or not. So, what I mean, take me through it. It's a very abstract concept. Like, are are there different versions of time? Like, do people, not just like quantum physics, do people think of time differently? Well, it turns out that uh, among different cultures and cultures in the world.
3: Uh, they have different concepts of time. Uh, in India, traditionally, they've, they've thought of it as uh, more of a circle that goes around and comes back. Um, I think most people's notion of time is uh, like a Newtonian, um, um, version which is that it's a constant running from like point A to
0: point B constant. but Einstein showed that it's not a constant right?
3: Einstein showed it wasn't and now sort of the current um, notion on um, a theoretical uh, physics level on a quantum level is that time actually does not exist Ooh. Yes.
0: Mm. Um, well, I could tell you it does because we're running out of it on this podcast
2: <laughs> right. and we know that if it's too long people right. just drop off <laughs> this is true, this is true how much of that cat feces did you smoke before we like, started this concept? You don't
0: need to smoke. You just need to
3: inhale
2: <laughs> deeply.
0: Awesome. So um, so how do we find this on Kickstarter? We'll put it in the show notes, so you've got to say it as well. Well, uh, I think the easiest way is to go to the uh, film's website,
3: which will take you directly to the Kickstarter, and that is uh, KeeperOfTimeMovie.com and um the main page has a link to the the kickstarter campaign right there and we have some great uh, some rewards cool clips. um Rewards for all our backers at every level. And, um, yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's, it's off to a great start. So well,
0: Congratulations. Rachel and I are going to give, as we do, to all the causes of our oh, yes. esteemed guests. And we encourage you to do the same. I appreciate uh, that. Aaron, let's talk about uh, your new movie. So Aaron and I have been friends for quite a while now. I have to say he's not just a documentary filmmaker. He's a filmmaker in general. He's a production company. He's an actor. He's a polymath, um, a polygon Polly wants a cracker, um, and uh, (laughs) I just went to the screening of his new movie, which is opening in a 1,000 theaters nationwide, so you are the real deal here. This is not some vanity project of yours. Tell us what your movie is about, your film. Sorry, I I can't call it a movie. That's like a a blockbuster movie.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a... It's a a film. It's a film. Cinematic accomplishment. Cinematic achievement. Um, It's called Restoring Tomorrow, and... It's in New York, starting on Friday, uh, and then it's a limited engagement, and then it's going to be in close to a thousand theaters through Fathom. If you go to Fathom Events, you can look it up, put in your zip code, and boom, there it is, November thirteenth. But what this is, it's really a passion project. It's a very personal, uh, personal experience for me. I was uh, engaged to get married. I didn't get married. And it led me to start this film called Restoring Tomorrow about re-engaging with my place that mattered. I was searching for something, for something that mattered, some place, some community. And this movie is about me re my place and about anyone who is looking for something, looking for something maybe bigger than politics. That's uh, that's to to find some core, some soul to yourself. And Where did you find it? You, you well, I still don't. haven't. I'm still looking. But <laughs> no. I uh, but the movie is about restoring your tomorrow, restoring your place, restoring your synagogue, your church, your YMCA, any place that matters to you or your community, refinding it, rebuilding it and then reconnecting to it, because these places actually rise above some of these uh, websites and these senators and these congressmen and all this stuff that we've been talking about. (laughs) Which is frankly
0: all bullshit, right?
2: Which is all bullshit, and this is something maybe bigger that can bring us all together and that we can all relate to, and that's what I'm really excited about. November 13th, we get to share this with everyone, and afterwards, not only do you see the film, but we're going to have a conversation with people from the left, people from the right, Priests, pastors, some celebrities, they're all going to be a part of this conversation afterwards that you can only see then in theaters. So it's about community and it's community coming together to talk about this subject. And I hope the movie is just the start of conversation about positivity. And in one moment, and I know this is about nopes, in one moment, I hope you leave the theater on November. No, 13. this is yups. No, no
0: we're turning to you for the and yup. This yup is the big yup. I saw it last night and it was, I walked out with chills. Uh, it's um, you know it's focused on your connection your your family connection to the Jewish community in Los Angeles your grandfather yeah, there's was a rabbi. It's not just it's... generally conceptually about positivity and community. Right? There's a synagogue that gets restored. Uh, it was very important historically. It's dilapidated. It gets Spoiler restored. Spoiler alert! Right? <laughs> well, it's in the it's in it's in IMDb. Yes, uh, <laughs> so you can figure it out. Um, but even if that's not a story you relate to, the the broader themes that Aaron just talked about are absolutely something that will resonate with anyone, especially in this time when we are feeling less and less community and kinship with people around us, people we agree or disagree with. Uh, it's a more important film to see than ever. So thank you for making it. Thank you for being here. This has been a absolutely terrible week.
1: A terrible week, and I'm I'm just sort of mired in regret, because I feel like I didn't really introduce Mike in, the, in a really great way that you, you introduced Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. No, but I want to talk about how we know each other because um, Mike and Josh, my husband are friends for like over 20 years. They went to film school together and Mike and his wife, Shelby are both film editors. They're great friends of ours. They live in Brooklyn. They've done some amazing projects. Um, Mike has edited a ton of films. I've seen his premieres at Sundance at Toronto. And now this is his first feature. So I'm really excited about it.
3: Well, thanks for uh, talking me up.
0: <laughs> okay anyway this is uh, the end of this I podcast was spiral. As, uh, as i said terrible week really fun podcast thank you to our guests for being here thank you guys thank you. this is amazing. was amazing fantastic listen the best things you can do for us review us rate us give us a if you don't if you don't like us don't give us a one star review just you have better things to do just then don't go around subscribe giving you bad ratings. if you just, don't like us just go us, away, just go, away. go away that's right but if you do like us do all those wonderful things and tell your friends cuz that's the number one best way that you can actually spread the word just talk to somebody
1: view. use your voice
0: right thank you so much for listening again this has been a great podcast. We'll see you next week. This is This
1: Week in Note. The podcast where we shut it down.